He's a monkey with symbols in his hands instead yeah, of just bad. catching the foot. And that's, this. they're giving us like a 24 hour go feed. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a Bill City. It's a yeah, a Buffalo Bill City. Uh, yeah, we got Josh Allen. Got I know they mentioned something about an ultrasound to yeah. check the nerve endings and everything. Hopefully, else, he's not pregnant. That. That would, be, that would be a disaster. I hear that's a nine-month timeline to recover from at the minimum, is yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way when you got Josh Allen making plays. Win a bow before we get a new stadium. Someone's making a new Twitter at some point. Maybe we should do that. Honestly, I'll just start a shared Google Doc. And that's that's that'll be that's that'll Twitter. be our new Twitter. That'll be our new Twitter. <laughs> just people, people just adding shit in. Anonymous hedgehog is saying, "Fuck your mom." Like. <laughs> this is our team forever. It is forever. Uh. Folks, welcome into a brand new episode of the Crowd Assist Podcast, presented by Trainwreck Sports. It's awards season right now, and that's why we have the first ever. 2023 Cappy Award nominees for Bill's regular season awards. Jake Micah had a pleasure putting these together with you. Very excited to go through these. Let's cheers to the end of what was a phenomenal season of football, no matter how it ended. Um, man, it's great to be here. How are you doing? How are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? Couldn't be better. There's nothing else I would rather be doing here than celebrating the Buffalo Bills of 2022. Yeah. With you, my friend. With you, my friend. A nice cheers to all of our. Uh... It's been, a... listen, we have had for having my first year of covering the Buffalo Bills full capacity, yeah. not just being wow. a fan, literally the most the insane season with you. year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's been a pleasure. But we're going to get, we're not, we're going to celebrate tonight. Yes, we are. I have seen. Specifically, I've picked a bone with people today, if you haven't seen a little bit, um, <laughs> because there's been too much negativity on my timeline yep. between my Sabres fans, friends, and Bills fans, friends. Oh, my God. Don't really know what's going on here, but Kevin we're just going to be happy about the trouble Bills. with 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 our, Everybody with our friend Britt. Everybody's oh my goodness. in trouble. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going crazy, and I just don't – I'm, I'm trying to spread the positivity here. Um, Rasmus Dahlin is – Celebrating All Star Weekend for Tage Thompson, unfortunately injured, of course, and he yeah. is wearing a Bills hat in his media day all day. Well, so I think we should that. follow the lead of our role models in our organizations, Absolutely. the guys out there representing Buffalo, and uh, mm -hmm. celebrate our Buffalo Bills who finished. What can we at least say that they were the fifth place team? They were, yeah, they were the fifth place. Let's team. give them they, fifth. They, yeah, give them fifth. Absolutely fifth. You can't tell me anything else. Could not convince me. Big old I mean, like, five. High big five. Old five. High five. Uh, but yeah. we have the draft pick of the sixth best team. So. Gosh, shit. Most of them were yeah, six. No, no, no. But but that oh, means no. that we have the leg up on everyone. We are drafting ahead of our position, which is fantastic. We are always one step season. ahead. I like where you're We are at. one step there ahead. 
And, and I love the way we're able to spin zone this. And and th there there were a lot of good things to take away from this bill season. Of course, there are a lot of things to improve upon, but we'll save that for the offseason talk. Let's get to these award nominees. We have seven different awards that we have nominees for. We're going to go through them one by one, starting with oh, yeah. Rookie of the Year. Four rookies really stood out. It wasn't the best draft class this year. I saw. I think I saw the tweet. That was, uh, I can't remember from who, one Matt beat reporter from Kansas City pointed out the statistics, the measurements that the Kansas City Chiefs rookies did. A lot, a little better than what the Bills did this year, but still some great shining moments from these guys. Nominated, we have Kyer Elam, first round pick from this past year. I mean, there was no reason for him to be uh, a second to be our, our CB to anything less than starting uh, is what I want to say. Um, even though he was kind of pushed back into that role, um, partially because of course, other rookie cornerback, Christian Benford played pretty admirably while he was out there. He impressed in training camp, uh, James cook, another rookie, the running back Dalvin cooks, younger brother who really, really, really came on after a rough start to the beginning of the season. Uh, that first fumble on his first ever NFL play first NFL touch seems like it's so long ago. Um, and last but not least, Khalil Shakir, he is going to be a guy that is definitely going to play a big role on this offense moving forward. The Bobby trees comparisons. I think they're real. I think they're real with him and he's going to be a fine wide receiver three, I think at the minimum in the next few years here. Is this me or you? What's going on? I think you are frozen, Lake. I think I am too. Okay. All right. Because I was frozen last night for a minute and I and oh, Dwayne no. was like staring into my soul and I was like, what's going Can't on? Can't wait and to go I back and edit that out. audio. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> How do you feel about the rookie class from this year for the Bills? It was fine. Christian Benford, I think, would have been the runaway with, of this award if he was healthy. And, um, and I think Elam... I think he'd be my betting favorite, like a minus 200 if I was setting the odds for our cappies here. Wow. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I mean, okay. I think that he had to, he was more vital to the team than Cook was. Like, True. if it was Singletary and Hines, wouldn't have been, or Singletary and Moss even all year, don't think it would have been like as much of a drop off. Like, I, Cook was definitely good and he was, had a really effect. Obviously, he was awesome. He had a really effective year, but they had no, nobody in the secondary like the entire secondary was hurt all year long and elam was like it wasn't like oh we can afford like we can afford to have him compete with christian benford and compete with Dave. it was like no you just need to like actually start important games all the time um so for that i think that he's a he's a big favorite in this cook i think i would pick going into next year i do like what you say about shakir i think he's gonna have a much bigger role and i also think the same of benford because he they clearly positioned him to be very successful and have a lot of reps and a lot of time and he just got hurt and then they just didn't yeah. want to rush him back in after it so he's going to be very interesting like camp guy and everything else too to see how he kind of recovers and everything no definitely right about that it'll be interesting the battle for cb2 i think next year will be much more interesting than it was for this past year because this cornerback room will be a strength next year yeah that's the yeah. thing it is is if if they stay 80 percent healthy next season they could be considered, I think, one of the top cornerback room, top ten cornerback rooms uh, in the entire NFL. Um, and and honestly, 
depending on who we pair up with James Cook next year, I don't anticipate Singletary being back. Um, but no, that running back room can be sneaky, sneaky good too. Um, you know, all these guys are going to be are in position groups that seem like they are in a great spot moving forward, and they all have a part to play in that, and that's why they're all nominated for our first ever Cappy Rookie of the Year. I'm going to turn it over to you for our second set of nominees, Mr. Micah. The unsung heroes of our team here. So we've got Mitch Morris, the center, the linchpin, of the Buffalo Bills offense. Like really when the when Mitch Morris is gone, what this offense is like, oh my gosh. They go mm-hmm. into they go into like a fantasy land, especially on that on that offensive line. Like he like if he is missing, they and, and they struggled all year long. And I can't even imagine what they would look like if he was not in there in some of these big games. So he's been a linchpin all year. Dawson Knox, I think he's Dawson Knox. I'm ready to go here with the Dawson Knox. You ready for this? And this is a very okay. cliche thing, but I think it fits very well for Dawson Knox. Dawson okay. Knox is the heart and soul of the Buffalo Bills. And I think that is. I love I a good truly heart and believe soul that. player. Everybody mm. loves Dawson Knox like so much. Whole heart. And obviously yeah. he went through like a horrible tra- family tragedy, losing his brother. Like can't even imagine what that has been like. But even before that, and especially after like the team rallied around him, everybody is always like, he's just the best guy. Like he, we love him so much. Everything. He just seems like he is very important to like the morale and psyche of that team in a way in an unsung hero type of way um Mm -hmm. emotionally and so i love that for knox i think that's part of the reason like everybody's like why did he get such a big contract so early you know i think that's why i think that bean and mcdermott and all those guys know in that room like how important he is just to everything going on it like similar to dawkins too um shaq lawson here what a year what are you, I mean, like, I mean, me, if you like, what were your Von expectations Miller, for Shaq Lawson coming into the season? Like very like, little Von and not, Miller being and, signed as a free agent. Mm-hmm. It, it takes away the possibility of him being like free agent of the year for us. But like, God damn, like that, that should have been an award is best free agent signing because there would have been a lot to choose from Shaq Lawson. And well, these two guys on the bottom would be duking yeah. it out and unsung hero, the, Dawson Knox could have hold at your emotional heartstrings there as I gave my case sure. for him. This is my this this is I think a very tough race. You could make a lot of good cases for a lot of these guys. This is mm-hmm. my guy though because he was held the run defense together all year long. Like if you look at the on-off splits when DaQuan Jones is not on the field and when he was on the field and yeah. where the Bills run and even the pass rush too. He helped sustain Von Miller had a much bigger impact in the pass rush. But the next there was Daquan Jones right up there with Ed Oliver and everything else. Daquan Jones was everything. And once he was out of that Bengals game, I'm going to be honest, guys. I That was where I kind of was just like, I, I, I hope things go well, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And they did exactly what they did, what it would have done all year because he was not in there. And I truly believe that if he's in that game, there's, I don't know if they win. I don't know anything else, but they missed him immensely. And that, yeah, that's, there's your case. 
Joe I'm, Mixon, and, the way Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan ran in the playoff game should be your case for unsung hero for day five. That's though. aggravated <laughs> menacer, Joe Mixon, to you now, Mr. Micah. Hey, I'm not literally, I have been shouting. Alleged off the aggravated menacer. I have been shouting off the rooftops since Joe Mixon came into the league about how he's a terrible person. Um, mm -hmm. And he's continuing to do that. Yeah. Our um, friend Bridget, so, uh, Bridget Jankar is from uh, the Believe In Network. Poor Bridget. Over there. Uh, yeah. when, I, when I brought up that Joe mixon was a terrible person she said well i'm not gonna say anything about that which is <laughs> bengals fans speak for you're damn right about that yeah well <laughs> this is not gonna this is i feel like joe mixon is probably not gonna be a cincinnati Bengal next year because you really can't let they are mm -hmm. as we're talking about chemistry guys like a dawson knox or anybody else sure. they are on the cusp i mean who has a right, like, this summer, who's going to be more angry? The Bills or the Bengals fans? Like, the Bengals, honestly, they've gotten to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship and lost. They have more right yeah. to be on edge. And this is, that's like a guy, that's like a distraction you don't need, honestly. Mm -hmm. But that's, um, but yeah, I just Story think for that. Another they, day. Story for coming back, Austin. coming back to the, <laughs> we did have to mention it. Coming back around, though, Daquan Jones, yeah. on-field unsung hero, like, all mm -hmm. year long. And he's going to be huge for the next year, too. Yeah, no, I think Daquan, especially after like the Bengals game in the playoffs. There, there's no other choice for me, to be completely honest. I think, you know, Dawson Knox, I, I do want to talk about his contract a little bit though, because there is a little, there is a bit of a, a hullabaloo, a little bit of a scubbub, uh, a little bit of a, you know, j just a, a kerfuffle on Bill's Twitter coming this off season about whether or not we overpaid him. Should we restructure his contract? Should Bean ask him to take a pay cut? I mean, if you think about mentally what was going on for him this season, he the fact that he put up comparable numbers to what he did last year to earn that contract, I think that says all you need to know. I mean, same amount of games played, 70 less yards, three less touchdowns, one less catch. He was never going to have he was never going to have as many touchdowns as he had last year. It was exactly. that's and, an unsustainable amount of touchdowns for a tight end not named Rob Garkowski. Exactly. <laughs> or, or Travis Kelsey. Or Travis right? Kelsey. Like yeah. that's literally it. Like if, if he hovers between and that's 6 and 9 and nice. sorry to interrupt again but that's touchdowns Please. for every skill player. Every skill yeah. player touchdowns fluctuate. Mm -hmm. Julio Jones went 2 years without a fucking touchdown and he's mm -hmm. Jacoby Myers has like like <laughs> No oh, yeah, touchdowns for his entire. Didn't he yeah. set the record for most catches without a touchdown? I, I think did, so. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's future Buffalo Bill Jacoby Myers to you. Wow. But we will get to that later. We will oh get to that God, later. <laughs> uh, next award that we have going up here is most improved, and there are quite a few guys to choose from here. I think we thought that this might be a little bit of a different list coming into this year. Thought maybe Gabriel Davis would be on this list. Thought, you know, maybe uh, someone along the lines of a Spencer Brown or maybe even a Ryan Bates, who a lot of people thought would be a phenomenal contributor on the offensive line. But these are the guys we have here. DeMar Hamlin, when he was healthy, he stepped in very, very admirably in that back safety spot. He was probably one of the best tacklers on this defense for the first part of the season um and it wasn't sustained throughout the entire season but he was damn reliable back there and when micah hyde top 10 minimum safety in the nfl goes down you are just looking for reliable as a replacement and reliable is exactly what we got from Demar hamlin his first time really being thrust into this kind of role uh boogie basham Defensive end, came back 
or no, not didn't come back, but uh, you know, he he definitely year one to year two stepped up a little bit. I mean, you know, it was that rotation on that defensive line a little bit, um, but it's it's what you love to see is these rotational defensive line guys stepping up when we need them. I think between him and AJ Epinesa, if we're gonna pick one guy to improve the most, he definitely on the defensive line at least really really took that next step. Reggie Gilliam now one of the top fullbacks in the NFL. PFF had him as the number two fullback in the NFL, and I think that when we finally start to utilize him like a Kyle Uzcheck, like even like an Alec Ingold, uh, you know, I think that he can really be a weapon on this offense used sparingly as much as a fullback could be and tyler bass i mean mr talk about reliable like mr old reliable only one missed pat i believe on the year just always came in clutch and and not he does not he does not get the respect he should get like he does not he really doesn't like jason meyer now everybody's on the jason meyers bandwagon and everybody else and it's like dude bass has just been consistent and he has a fucking cannon like he just they don't take 60 yard kicks because they score touchdowns but when he takes long kicks he hits them and he hits them dead center usually like down the middle and with ease the bills Mm -hmm. just don't kick enough for him to like they get enough notoriety they really don't um Reggie Gilliam also, I think, was a because of that offensive line being so porous all year long. I think he that was a lot of his role when he was on the field was helping block first before he and and honestly, just they didn't really throw short much this year. So Reggie Gilliam and <laughs> thankfully at least Ken Dorsey didn't send fullbacks on deep routes all the time, which that's, that's true. That's a plus. Very a plus. good point. It's a plus. Very good point. Um, and I would prefer a deep shot to dip Reggie Gilliam than Patrick DeMarco. Maybe we got maybe we do have to bring that back. <laughs> Boogie Basham here though is um he's like the lesser of two evils in this category for me out of him and Epineza because Epineza just has I just if they cut him I wouldn't be upset to be honest and mm-hmm. the, and I think it would be a surprise and everything else but he's just a guy who just he flashes and then he disappears and they clearly didn't trust him they have much. a lot of guys like that on the defense that's kind of the shame of but it that's too, they're the all problem like high is, yeah the problem is, is they took a lot of guys exactly that had that had high ceilings, but they were they were guys that had first round talents, but were two were second round picks for a reason. And they yes. tried to be like they tried to capitalize on some bargain guys like that. And obviously, there were reasons that those guys that like pass rushers are going to go in the first round, dude. Like if they're yeah. if you're worth a shit, you're going in the first twenty five picks of a draft. And so if a guy who Epineza especially. And this is and Basham Basham was good this year. And I think I think Basham, I'll keep talking about him because he can I think mm-hmm. he can still improve. I think he was pretty good. I think that he's really good against the run, um, which is a nice because they need they need a guy like that, Shaq Lawson. Maybe he comes mm-hmm. back next year, but he's not gonna be around forever. And if he's a can serve that role, that's good. I think Basham's a perfectly fine depth guy. One of the um, best tacklers position. on the team, too. And on a oh, defense that's so bad at tackling, looking at pro football reference right now, he uh, 5% missed tackle rate, only one missed tackle in the season, only because we were mentioning AJ Epinesa in the same breath. Uh, he can't 15. tackle for 8%, shit. 15.8% missed tackles. It's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. So, And that's a guy, and the thing about Epinesa is when you look back at that draft cycle, he was like top 15 buzz. And then it's just like, he just started falling. And I was, and so the Bills took him and it's like, oh cool, like this is a guy who could have been a first round pick. And then you realize it is. And it's same like even Ed Oliver, who's only a number nine pick before the season. Ed Oliver, is he gonna be the number one overall pick? Is he an Aaron Donald type player, but all that blah, 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 all this, all mm-hmm. that. 
he drops to eight. The Bills still take him because they're like, well, if he has this much talent, we can make him. We can make him into this guy, and it doesn't sure work, can, right? So th there is an issue on the defensive line. Something there's something that's got to be fixed. Damar Hamlin is going to run away. He's a minus nine million for this <laughs> category for yeah. obvious reasons. But before Damar anything, before Damar Hamlin became the most famous person on planet Earth. <laughs> he i tried yeah. to start a hamlin hive in september you can go start it was like a couple tweets but i really oh did. i remember that i know you were fell first you were in first on love that. with damar hamlin just the way he yeah. plays he stepped in right away and it like obviously we missed micah hyde but it really didn't feel like he were like missing a lot when damar was out there and especially what he brought in the run like always i love the way they used him like up by the line of scrimmage he was all over the place and mm -hmm. uh poyer talked about i remember it was really like I think in October even um, they were talking about Poyer was on Pat McAfee and they asked him about that because he's because he was like hey like Micah's been out you've been playing with these young guys like how do you like playing with them and Ed Poyer made a point to talk about how fun it was to play with Demar because of how aggressive he was and like and how like fun it was for him to let to like watch him go and like make plays while he's kind of like being the free safety and being the backfield back there doing his thing and that was the whole thing the whole season so. Uh, we don't know what his obviously football playing career looks like at this point. We know that people can come back from this injury, whatever, what his suspected injury was and play sports again. So if we if see him alive, on the field again, <laughs> if it's not, maybe his clone's good at football too, though. We don't maybe, know. Like if they, Maybe they can alternate games to limit the wear and tear on each other. That's a great idea. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great, great idea. idea I know, yeah, right? Um, that, that's but, one way to have 54 on the 53-man roster, too, if you think about it. If if this is possible, Brandon Bean's already jumping through hoops to make this happen. Well, if the Bills figured out how to clone human beings, then we are – the Bills are doing something. Like, I'm not worried about a Super Bowl ever because we're just going to clone Josh Allen forever. Yeah, we're literally going to have Josh Allen as quarterback for the rest of the We're just going to have – no, we're not just going to have Josh Allen as quarterback. It's just going to be all Josh Allen's. We're just gonna like, cause he's six six, dude. He could play any position. We're just yeah, gonna train. No. We're gonna train our clone Josh Allen's. Like you are mm -hmm. cornerback Josh Allen. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to sprinkle some Isaiah McKenzie DNA in there though for like the slot guy. You know. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We can we can we can toy with it a little bit, but we can for teach sure. all the Josh Allens to specialize <laughs> in certain things. We'll give sure them can. certain personality traits. Like we'll just oh my like, goodness. Like you know It'd you know like, like you know, Wheelow and Stitch like the different experiments. <laughs> this exactly. is experiment one seven. Yes. Have you seen he's that? Tweet. For an arm. Have you seen that tweet that goes around all the time? That's like football players tweet like this, and it's the quarterback talking about like praying and all this stuff. And it's like the wide receivers, like, uh, yeah. the enemy, like carries a knife. That's what we have to do for the different Josh Allen's. Like make sure the wide receiver Josh Allen's yeah. are just divas. Like we have mm -hmm. to, we have to give them preferential treatment. We got to prop them up, tell, hype them up. All we need, we need the attitudes too. I imagine and then we will win all like the Super Bowls. I imagine it's like Brandon Bean's just walking through a Build-A-Bear just with like a bunch of Josh Allens <laughs> and he's just like stuffing them. And then the, the, the worker who doesn't want to be there at the end is like, okay, now hold it to your heart and tell you what you want it to be. And it's like, I want this to be the best middle linebacker that the Buffalo Bills have ever seen. Josh Allen, a, a middle linebacker, Josh Allen. That doesn't have to what change at all. What more you ask for? Tight end Josh I'm Allen. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying Bean – Bean might be on to something. He might have just met Josh Allen and been like, guys, I think I have a very out-of-the-box idea on how mm -hmm. we build a contender. Yep. Hear me well, out. If, if he's figured this out, he's a shoo-in to get GM of the year. Um, but we have another he award might be a president. He, might, he might be the president. He could be the president. <laughs> Why not? That, 
Well, then his VP would be from the Carolina Panthers. Insert Panthers joke dot gif. Uh, our next award here, you came up with this one. It's the Jerry Hughes Award. Uh, so tell the people what this one's all about. Jerry Hughes Award is a personal favorite of mine, and I'm so glad that you let me introduce this award. Jerry Hughes, for all true Buffalo Bills drought fans, there was at least one moment a game in Jerry Hughes' illustrious eight-year Bills career. Yep. 2012 came in. I remember trade for Kelvin Shepard. Very excited. Thought very Fantastic. highly. Jerry Hughes is a prospect coming out that year. But Jerry Hughes, at one point in the game, football is a very emotional game. Sure and sometimes is. Jerry Hughes would just get me too. Listen, we all go. We all know the levels of emotional that our friends and everybody else can get during a game. And Jerry is just one of us. That's why. Yes. He's just worked up. But he always manages to just go one step too far and get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, get a late hit um yell at the ref he pushes somebody laid out of bounds he hits a quarterback and oh my throws him to the ground and Hit a coach maybe you know go quay walk or he fakes a coach he, he mm -hmm. or he starts chirping a whatever whatever he's got to do so this is the jerry hughes award this is a personal favorite of mine and we have some good candidates this year great um, candidates yeah my favorite here is spencer brown i think mm -hmm. and spencer brown he protects he protects josh allen at all costs he's gone to war with the best of them christian wilkins among other defensive linemen all year long and josh let's face it josh loves he loves bringing bringing the heat to him a little bit sometimes and likes getting the boys riled up and getting everybody going so he he'll he'll do his own chirping and he knows the big boys are coming in and spencer is the biggest he's boy he's the I biggest saw him in target one boy. time i saw him in well, how could you miss him I, you don't. You simply don't. He looks. He has the build of like a, a of a very muscular twelve year old, but just like expand it with the ratio on all sides. You know, like yeah. oh my god, massive human being. He does look like a big like child, honestly. Yeah. Um, Ed Oliver, who is just a, he just fits because he's a psychopath. I think any man who rot. First of all, we all know the theory on horse girls, horse boys. You've all heard it. I'm yeah. not saying I believe it. We're not whatever you want acknowledge with that. what it is. But I'm just saying, if you believe in that, if you do, Ed Oliver rides a horse around town a lot. That's all I need to say there. Taron Johnson, he's got, he's just a little, he's a little frisky. He rides me like Scrappy Doo, and that's not, <laughs> do, not disrespectful at all. But he's a little guy. There's big guys in the NFL, and he does not care. Oh my he will, God. and he is also the one of the Let best. Him. One of the best tacklers. I should give him more respect than that because he is one of the best tacklers, I believe, on a. Mm -hmm. Pretty, like we said, a pretty bad defense tackling, but I'm pretty sure Taron Johnson has scored highly on tackling in his yep. career forever, and that's why he basically he's basically wow. he, you realize Taron Johnson, like I don't think people realize that Taron Johnson is their third linebacker he is not a yeah. cornerback, he's just no. a linebacker that is small I tweeted <laughs> that after that hit um, in, in the Bengals game, I think it was, or maybe it was the Patriots I can't remember, but, but that, well, you know the big hit that I'm yeah. talking about and then like I don't want to say that I am a genius. I don't want to say I'm an innovator. I don't want to say that I am a trailblazer even because I am none of those things. But when I tweeted that Taron Johnson is a linebacker, I saw like eight other Bills accounts have shows the next day dedicated to that ideology that he is a linebacker. And I'm so just I don't saying we to, also I don't go off on a tangent about it. I'm just saying we also, as Trainwreck Sports Maniac, also said Josh Allen is an alien this season. And then conspicuously, Tony Romo made a very just, big point to yeah. say Josh Allen was an alien when we had never heard anybody never. say that before until, train wreck, until it came out of the words of our friend Maniac mm -hmm. on our commercial there. Great friend. And, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think that that's I think we're onto something here with a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Last note on Taron our... Johnson though, because oh, I know yeah. we want to get to Matt Milano and that handsome face very soon. You Look mentioned his missed tackle percentage. That's a bad hair day um, though. That's a bad. It's day. a real bad hair day. Um, but Taron Johnson, ninety combined tackles this year. He only missed three of them. To put it into perspective. <laughs> He's a fucking linebacker. He's a linebacker. AJ AJ Epinesa had his three missed tackles on 16 combined this year. Spit out that drink. I'd understand. I want to throw it. Yeah, also. Chuck it, AJ. Mm -hmm. What are we doing, bro? (sighs) Anyways, Matt Milano is just. (laughs) Look at him. That's all you say. I don't know what that means for the Jerry Hughes Award, but just look at him. He should just Just win just because. Yeah, he's got that he mean is, streak. He is him. Oh yeah, and also scared. he kind of looks like Joe Kahn's in that picture, doesn't he? He does look like Joe Kahn's. Yeah. There's also a wrestler. I want you to look up right now. Look up the wrestler Rick Boogs. Rick, did you say Boogs? Boogs, B O O G S. He is a eighties. Oh, he is an eighties rocker, and he is Joe Kahn's doppelganger. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Wow! Holy Does, shit! Do you see a picture with the mustache? Yeah, when he, no. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. bad. It's pretty Joe crazy. Kahn's looks damn good in that singlet too. I'll tell you that. Much. He does. Yeah, Joe Conn's <laughs> working singlet. That's for sure. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Rick Boogs, Matt Milano, Joe Conn, same, same same guy, and that's why he should win this award because if Matt Milano is a professional wrestler, that's all mm-hmm. Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes. This award honestly could also could be. be yeah. It could be Bill's player that would be the best professional wrestler because Jerry Hughes would easily be the best Bill's professional wrestler of the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I think that Matt Milano would probably have to do that. I think, I think Matt so. Milano would I think Matt Milano would get there. But Ed, Ed, again, if he's riding a horse mm-hmm. out to the ring. Yeah. I, I would say this is probably, of all the awards we've had so far, I think this is the closest race. I could see any one of these guys winning it, whereas the other three, I think we can narrow it down to two or so. Um, so we'll move on to the next one here. Another award named after a former player. We're going with the Kyle Williams award. And this is just simply a fan favorite. Uh, we got Damar Hamlin, of course, after this season, he is minus 10,000, minus 10,000 for this (laughs) award. Um, like he, he is going to be a fan favorite with this team and in the NFL in general, uh, uh, never mind, never mind, because something never mind. But for this team, we won't mention the clone people again. They don't deserve. They might be. Record. They might be fans of the clone, though. They might be fans of the clone. You're right. You're very right. But Demar Hamlin, um, of course, you know, it, it, as if we already didn't know that he was a great person in the community and all the great that he does, both in here and in Pittsburgh. Um, Kyle Williams is known for just being a great community member everywhere, everywhere he's been. Um, so Demar is an easy nominee for this. Mitch Morse, he also is known for just being this glue culture, always there for everyone in the team kind of guy. Always great with the media, always phenomenal with local kids, with, with just any time he's out in the public. Also does a lot for this community. Matt Barkley, I mean... He's he was a fan favorite when he left, and he was even more beloved when he came back. You don't gotta say much more there. And Deion Dawkins, I think he's the guy here that can really give Demar a run for his money between the Players' Tribune pieces that he's done, the Deion's Dreamers work, just everything. Yep. The Snowman, like this guy is everything that Buffalo is. 
Um, I think this is kind of like some of those other awards, a two-headed monster. You know, Damar is probably the, the heavy favorite, but Dion is a slight underdog to that favorite. Definitely. Yeah, I think I I would say that. Yeah, I, I think you've got it lined up perfectly. My vote, I think Damar is gonna run away with it, but Dion will definitely be. Uh, he'll be right there. He'll be right there with it. But Barkley loved having him back around. I don't know if he's gonna retire or what he's gonna do. Um, we'll see what happens. And Mitch Morris, I mean, I, I kind of talked about Mitch Morris earlier. He's the he was the linchpin of the offensive line, but he's clearly a guy that when he came over from Kansas City has just been embraced by the community embrace the community i know that him and josh are very close which is why you want what you want with your center and quarterback relationship too so yeah these are i mean that's the thing is i think like a guy kyle williams is a guy that all of these guys like all the love part of, like it's been there forever but at least recently like that's the person that i think a lot of people in that building right now would point to as a guy that has kind of helped shape exactly what it looks like there like i think mcdermott would say that you ask him like the first the guy that when he first showed up who was the guy that you would have modeled it after and i bet the first words out of his mouth would be kyle williams um and i think everybody would have said that bills fans would have said that even before the mcdermott years too um but so and there's and that's why i think that's the kind of guys they're going for like all these guys kind of fit that same mold too so it's kind of great to see that we have like these kind like multiple people to talk about here and there's more yeah, on right. here that that should be talked about too for like the things that they've done um yeah. so that's kind of it's kind of cool and and, uh, and last thing on mitch morris i can't believe we both got to be talking about him in disrespect uh, without mentioning throwing him out there after the demar injury with dane jackson a guy who knew demar his almost his entire life best friends on the team went to college together played in the same secondary there yeah. and for mitch force a guy doesn't even play on that side of the football forget if he's a defensive lineman like you'd think maybe he and dane have some kind of rapport um it, like McDermott just knew Mitch Morse is the guy that I have to put out there with Dane to make him feel comfortable, to make sure that he has someone there who he can lean on and, and someone who can help him handle, you know, and, and the media was very respectful in that. But unfortunately, you never know which way it's going to go. Sometimes someone might ask a dumb question. Someone might say something to evoke an emotion, not maliciously, but to, to, to get a good quote out of it. Um, and, and, McDermott and company knew that Mitch Morris was the right guy to help Dane Jackson through that difficult time. Um, and so now I'm talking myself into this being a much tighter race uh, than we <laughs> might have seen it before. But one award that could not be more open-ended, will not be a tight race at all. And for anyone that's listening slash watching, you are voting on these. You will have the opportunity to vote on who you think wins each award, which makes the next one all the more interesting, Mr. Micah. Best future bill. Any which way. Yeah. It can be of the draft. The NFL draft coming up soon. Senior Bowl week. Always a fun mm -hmm. week. Great. NFL free agency. Draft maybe less likely. Mobile. Bills don't mm -hmm. have a lot of money. But they could make some money. I do mm -hmm. think there are going to be some offensive linemen that they look at in the free agency to try to get on a good bargain for a guy that can be productive. Mm -hmm. um wouldn't be surprised if they have your eye on on the offensive haven't line. looked I'm haven't looked at names honestly yeah. but i'm just looking Very at early. here's the thing because here's what's weird have you noticed hmm. that all these mock drafts have the bills picking running backs oh hmm. interesting and 
some of these people have obviously these people have some sort of intel into the league like hmm. where teams are looking mock drafts and like they, they there's a reason that mel kuiper is projecting certain people to certain places he knows yeah that like the gm of the lions told him i'm not i don't know about this but i'm just like you know like just yeah. whatever whatever scenario he's it always is. very in tune with these things and i really think that it's possible that with whatever money the bills um can kind of scrounge up from restructures and whoever they let go whether it's an ed oliver trade um which i do think people have seen that broached i don't think it's a bad idea um honestly because i don't think they're gonna pay him the money that he could probably get money deserves yeah yeah and there's there's just ways that i think that they are gonna have some money to do a medium-sized thing and when you have medium-sized money you know what a place to is really easy to spend overspend but not spend a lot of money on and help sure up right away is interior offensive line you don't like say those guys those guys, those guys ain't getting paid a ton of money and i really wouldn't be surprised if the bills were like okay we need to fix our offensive line but yeah. we need to be efficient in, in how we use our resources this year because we have an opportunity we need a playmaker too and we can't pay for a playmaker we don't have yeah. that kind of money so why not just spend on three offensive linemen in free agency that are young, decent, and that are going to come in and compete? And then you do pick Bijan Robinson at 27 and just you're off to the races. Yeah, so Bijan Robinson is my mm -hmm. best future bill because I saw that on the ringer mock and I saw mm -hmm. them picking um, who else they have. I've seen Smith and Jigba. I've just seen all these playmakers and I'm just like, yeah. none of these people are thinking offensive line. And then I'm like, or are the bills just going to use free agency to just try to add all competition everywhere and it might work that's i don't think that's a bad idea and yeah no that's almost what i would prefer i mean i i can't remember who tweeted it but and i can't remember the exact numbers and i'll try to find it for next week's episode when we get more into the off-season part of this all but there's something to the idea that you should not pick an offensive line in the late slash early second round. The hit rate between picks 25 and 35 for offensive linemen are just absolutely abysmal. So if we you, come out, you're going to, especially interior guys, especially like, interior guys, like you can use a third and fourth round guy and that guy could start day one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's why I if we are going to sign multiple people at any position, like people I want it to be the offensive line. People are saying, "Oh, you know, three of our seven or however many picks we have should be offensive linemen at the least." I'm like, this offensive line has to get fixed sooner than later. Do you want to bring in developmental players? Like you're not getting an all-star offensive lineman in the late first round. You can't have Josh Allen running for his life. You want to know why people are doing saying that? It's because of who, overcorrection who's the, factor. The, well, who's the dude? Like, no, who's the dude that the who, what's the name I'm thinking of on the Chiefs that they just picked? This oh, Creed last, last. Oh, I can't hear you, buddy. Oh no, I think he's talking about Creed Humphrey. Oh no, what happened? I'm talking about Creed Humphrey. Don't worry. Am I back? Can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay, I think game unplugged quick. I just had to plug it back in. Yes, Creed Humphrey is what I'm talking about because that's Bills fans. Every It's their buzzword. It's like, Creed Humphrey! And I agree. I agree. Yeah. They should have invested more. It's like Rob Ray said, and Pucks to the net. It's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. But it's the two words I'm going to use all offseason is really all be is what Bean has what you have to think about and what Bean has to think about when you don't have a lot of resources. Asset management. 
and if the free agency where is where is this is like economics you know it's supply and demand where is the supply where people aren't going to be spending money this offseason if it's offensive line then, and that's what the bills need then that's where they're going to spend all their free agent resources and if they go and think that they fix the problem by adding a tackle to compete with brown a guard to compete a couple guards to compete with saffold and maybe two guards to compete at that position that's my ideal thing two two interior got options and a tackle option at you know on free agency then you go pick a B. John robinson or a jackson smith and jigba because you you've solved your other problem on the offensive line and then your asset management is you get a potential superstar yep. in the first round, which you're not, and your offensive line is fixed. We, mm-hmm. when you're, you're not going to fix is the offensive line with a first round guard. And then you don't, and there's no other path to get a superstar playmaker again for the next Correct. year. Yeah. For best future bill, I'm picking an offensive lineman for uh, that, that. I hope we sign in the off season. Okay. Dalton Risner from the Denver Broncos. I think that he can be a little bit of a value. Uh, Spotcheck currently has his salary around nine and a half mil, which for a good, solid, reliable interior offensive lineman, I don't hate that whatsoever. Not at all. This is the. Would you rather season. pay that or Ed Oliver? Like I would rather have. I that. would rather I would pay rather that, that because I think yes. Daquan Jones and whoever else we have, Daquan Jones and Jordan Phillips, I think that can be a decent interior. And Tim Settle. Don't and don't Tim forget Settle. about Tim. Or Don, I think Tim that Settle Tim completely. Settle. My, I'll give my dad a lot of this credit because since they t- signed Tim Settle, he has said he's so young. He is the Ed Oliver replacement because they're just not going to pay him, and they can. Settle's going to be here three years cheap. I like that. And it makes so much sense. And he's developed. He was awesome this year. I think if he gets a bigger opportunity, he could be a productive starter too. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I'm going Bijan just just for the... I I would love Bijan. Bijan, Bijan... Here's the thing. I don't think Bijan actually makes it to the Bills. They're going to keep... At least if teams are smart. Because... If he does. The crazy... This is... this. We're really going to test the limits of running backs because we've gone, you know how I feel about it. We've gone so far that running backs don't matter that it's ridiculous at this point. Bijan Robinson should be a top like three pick in this draft talent wise. The dude is one of the best running backs in college I've legitimately ever watched. And that 20 years of watching college football every Saturday, watching Reggie Bush, Adrian Peterson, you know, Noel Devine, like whatever, any running back. And I am running like, I love quarterbacks. I stuck like quarterbacks. I kind of you, you play Madden quarter like quarterbacks. What everybody yeah, draws right. to running backs are what I've always like. That's the most fun for me with the running backs going off. Saquon Barkley is my favorite player in the league right now. All these things. Bijan could be better than Saquon Barkley day one. I'm not even joking. And I love Saquon. <laughs> he is, and I think he's the most talented player. I don't think people understand how good that kid is. And I don't think he's going to make it there. But if it comes to that and the Bills have signed offensive linemen and Bijan Robinson is sitting there, he could. It's you have to. You literally you have, to. have to. Absolutely have to. So you have Bijan. I have Dalton Risner. Honorable mention Jacoby Myers. Final award here. And of course, it's the one that we would save for last. Most valuable player. And I think that honestly, there is a real debate this year. I'm gonna I know say where I'm that. going. I think there's a real debate. Josh Allen, Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer. Stefan Diggs and the way you said with such conviction that you know where you're going makes me think that we're on the same page. Here. Oh, where do you where are you going? I'm interested. I'm going with Jordan Poyer for my most valuable player. Oh wow, nope, not where I'm going actually. Really? Okay. Nope. 
The guy uh, next to him, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Honestly, I, this is the year where a bill if, if the Bills actually gave out this award every year, this is the year where a quarterback might not win it. And it's not to say Josh wouldn't deserve it. It's exactly. just those other two players, like Steph what would was, that receiving core look like without Stefan Diggs this year? That's, that's just what I think about. It would be horrifying. Mm -hmm. It's it's take one player away from this team and what happens? Mm-hmm. Put in an average replacement level player on this team, and what happens? And now, but honestly, you can't like, argue with Poyer either. There too, as we know, like the, you just look at the record and what their defense looked like with him on the field. They lost one game with him playing this season, and it was the Bengals game in the divisional round of the playoffs. And it's just, it's, it's. I don't think that another quarterback could step in and do what Josh Allen does. Do seventy-five percent of what Josh Allen does, especially with how bad this offensive line was. But, I mean, Jordan Poyer won us more games this year just by being present than Josh Allen did. Does that make sense? Is that a rational take? Like, I it feels dirty to say. It feels like someone's going to clip this think, and then put it on Twitter for us, and then I'm going to get shit on. Whatever. I, I think that any of these people you can make a strong case for. I think this is the toughest. I think this yeah. is, like, the toughest category because you take one of these pieces away, this team is it's much worse it's much worse lot and josh worse. quarterbacks it's an unfair you know scale whatever quarterbacks are the most important position in sports so sure you could say every quarterback on every team is the most valuable player every year and always is want, always whatever. is there's a reason that that heisman can heisman candidates are always quarterbacks here's what i will ask yeah. you if you ask josh allen who his most valuable player was this year who would he say and i think would, that it's that guy in that corner he would say stefan Diggs. he would yeah. absolutely stay stay stefan Diggs. So, and that might be all we need to ask here. But this is a what tough I, one. Let's see what the people say, though. Let's see what the people say. That's the whole idea here. So Who knows? How this is going to work, we're going to have this up in a survey, in a Google form tomorrow. You guys are going to be able to vote on this. You're going to be able to vote for it. And we'll go through all of these just one more time for you. Be able to vote on Rookie of the Year, Kyrie Elin, James Cook, Christian Benford, and Khalil Shakir. Unsung Hero, we have Mitch Morse, Dawson Knox, Daquan Jones, and Shaq Lawson. Most Improved, Damar Hamlin, Boogie Basham, Reggie Gilliam, Tyler Bass. The Jerry Hughes Award, the guy with that mean streak, the guy that you want on your side in a bar fight. We got Ed Oliver, Taron Johnson, Spencer Brown, Matt Milano. Kyle Williams, just a fan favorite, loved by the community, does great for the community, just a culture guy in the room. You have Damar Hamlin, Mitch Morse, Matt Barkley, Deion Dawkins, the best future Bill. This is where you make the nominees. This is the best part of this. Like, it could be someone that's I'm not so even on our radar. I, I think so the intrigued. winner will have like three votes because there's going to be so many different nominees. You know what's a good one? What if, what if, we, <laughs> what if we get like. <laughs> This is gonna. This is where you can get like dark with it. Where we oh. get like, uh, who's who's a who's a head coaching candidate we could do? Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> like that's what I want from you people. Like give me some Sean McDermott replacements in here. Give me your spite. Even there though I was go. calling for peace earlier, this is where oh I need God. the I need the negativity <laughs> to come out in you with the best future bill. Give Honestly. me like, give me like. Uh, um, who's the kid? Drake May. Like we're we're trading Josh <laughs> Allen. Like just yes. see you, Josh. We're done. Or Diggs. <laughs> who's there's a receiver? Get rid of Diggs. See you mm -hmm. later, Diggs. Like whoever you need to blame. 
mm-hmm. if you're still going through your grieving process. I'm for me, I'm a I'm moved. I'm I'm pretty much done. I was done, but I was honestly done during the second quarter. I was like, yeah. I realized we were winning was, the game before the first half was over, and I was like, I'm okay with this. this it was it was like the second drive of the game. They were moving down. It was seven three, and I'm like, I just don't have it. Whatever. <laughs> like we're done here. And then our last so, award, most valuable player, Joshua Patrick Allen, Matthew, insert middle name Milano, Jordan, same thing, Poyer, and Steph Diggs. Great nominees, great awards to give out. The first annual Cappies, the nomination release show, nominee announcement show, whatever the hell we're calling this. It's in the books now. Now you just get our mean mugs up here for the last 30 seconds of here while I shout out our sponsors, of course. Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Picasso's Pizza, some of the best cup and char pepperoni. Fans of Buffalo, I know that you guys are already trying to think of what you're going to be doing next year. Schedule's not quite out yet, but when it is out and you're starting to plan your road trips for the Bills games, fans of Buffalo, they got the parties, they got all the information you need for your Bills road trips. That's going to do it here for us. Jake Micah, phenomenal show. Excited to see how the people vote on these seven different awards we have. Definitely. And if you have ideas for other awards that we could have for next year, definitely let us know. We want to make this grow as the year goes on. But as the night goes on, this is where it ends for us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. For myself, my good friend Jake Micah, our sponsors, and everyone here at Trainwreck Sports, good night now.